This episode of the Local Runners podcast is sponsored by BucketZone.com, where you can find and enter hundreds of local and national athletic events. Whether you're into organised walks, triathlons, road, trail or fell races, from 5k to ultra, there's always a wide range of events and race distances to choose from. At BucketZone, event organisers too can benefit by listing their races for entry, even if they already have entries open elsewhere. Listing is absolutely free and puts your race within the reach of over 200,000 registered UK athletes. To find your next race or to find out more about listing your events for entry, visit BucketZone.com. BucketZone.com. List, search and enter events online. Welcome to episode 26 of the Local Runners podcast. The podcast by runners, for runners. We are your hosts. I'm Dave Norman. I'm Sean Warburton. I'm Callum Parkinson. And I'm Katie Kay. So let's start with wishing us all a happy birthday. On March the 11th in 2021, we released episode one of the Local Runners podcast. And on March the 11th, 2022, we released episode 25, um, which has gone really quick, actually, hasn't it? I can't believe how quick that's gone. Um, so we just wanted to say really thank you for all your support over the last year. Um, and to celebrate our birthday, um, Callum's brought in um, some cakes for us, first of all, which I've eaten, I've eaten my far too fast. And then we've brought some new podcast kit for recording to improve the sound quality. So hopefully that comes across in this episode. And we've got some more good news. Since Katie's joined, uh, she's been a welcome addition to the squad and is now a permanent member. Adding strength, depth, ultra distance and a notab- noticeable laugh on the Local Runners podcast team. So welcome to the podcast team again. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really honoured to be uh, to be part of the team. So my f- one of my first tasks has been um, organising the women's special. So just to give a, a quick update on how that's coming along. So that'll be recorded on the 18th of May. Uh, it's coming along nicely. We've got a great lineup of previous uh, female guests. And we've also got a very special guest joining us, um, a local physiotherapist, Sandra Wright. Um, Sandra's a former Olympian who was selected to represent Great Britain uh, in the 1992 um, Olympics, 400 metres and 4 by 400 metre relays um, in the Barcelona Olympics. Um, So she'll be a a great addition to the panel. Um, Sandra now owns her own business and she specialises in pelvic health and she was recognised as one of the top female entrepreneurs of 2020. So we've been working behind the scenes um, with the the guests for that panel um, to to get lots of um, kind of ideas together. So we've got lots of questions coming in already from listeners, so that's great. Um, This list isn't exhaustive, but just to give you an idea, uh, we'll be talking all things um, that impact on women and running. So uh, from menstrual cycle and and menopause to running, juggling uh, motherhood and training, staying safe as a female runner and the pressures of looking a certain way as a female runner. So nothing's out of the question. Um, If you've got anything that you'd like to hear discussed on that episode, I've got a question for the panel, get your questions in in the usual way uh, it's warming up to be a great episode so watch this space on socials we've seen that as a social run on sunday mornings at debdale park uh, this is a free weekly timed 2k and 5k measured route every sunday morning at 9am uh, starting at the debdale park tennis courts they've posted on the socials that over the last month we've seen a real downturn in the number of runners turning out on a sunday morning uh, this has been dis- despite some cracking weather uh, perfect for running so why don't you get down to Debdale Park for a weekly timed 5k or 2k run? 
All you need to do is search for Run Social Debdale Park on Facebook for more information. Uh, as Run Social Debdale Park have said, the weather is getting warmer too. So it's time to get ordering a local Runners Podcast t-shirt or perhaps a vest from Vinyl Bear. Okay, so we've had a message um, from uh, Cole Wood on Facebook asking for a shameless plug, which we're always happy to provide. So we said, um, a bit of a cheeky request, guys. I only took up running last year at the age of 52. Um, this year, I'm aiming to do a total of 105Ks, 50-10Ks and 25 half marathons to raise money for a local mental health charity in Ashton called the Anthony Seddon Fund. It all adds up to some um, to the same distance as running from home in Ashton to Barcelona, so I've called the challenge Coles Run to the Sun. So far, um, I'm virtually 31 kilometres off the coast of Normandy with 1,089 kilometres to go and have raised over £1,000. So I was wondering if you could give me a, a bit of a plug. You can follow how I'm getting on at Calls Run to the Sun on Facebook page. And uh, there's also a Just Giving link on there as well um, for Calls Run to the Sun. So of course we can do that. We'll get we'll get a message up on our socials as well, Col, and uh, it'll be good to see how you get on with that. So good luck, Col. We hope you raise as much money as you can for the Anthony Seddon Fund. Now, on to the race review over the last two weeks. So... Saturday, March the 12th, um, we had the Podium 5K. <coughs> so we talked a lot about this event on this podcast previously. The format of Podium is a graded race on an enclosed cycle track. Um, so I think it's just under five laps is 5K at Podium. It always feels longer when, you, when you're amongst it, but that, that's what it is. Um, conditions are actually pretty good because if you remember when we spoke to Chris, he was right, it's always windy at Podium. Always seems to be a wind. But on this occasion, the wind was um, okay to start with. They probably picked up a little bit towards the B&A races. Um, the men's race itself was very close. There was a big prize money on offer. I think it was 500 quid for the male and female winners of the race, which is really good. Um, first place went to um, Alfie Manthorpe in 14.09, with David Malarkey coming in in second in 14.10, and Richard Allen in third with 14.11. So you could literally have thrown a hat over the top three there. It was a really, really exciting race to watch. Um, the women's race um, was won by Sale Harrier, Megan Davies, in 16 minutes. With um, Brioni, I think that's pronounced, Brioni Gunn. Apologies about that, Brioni, if it's wrong. From Birchfield in second with 16.34. And Abigail Howarth of Vale Royal in third on 16.39. So the format was a bit different this year and caused a lot of conversation on social media. Um, it's it's always been a, a race that's been a, you know cheap cheap to run and sort of just fast five k running. But this was a special event uh, sponsored by SportsShoes.com, launching the Nike Street Fly. So all runners um, wore the Nike Aeroswift vests, um, really good quality vests. But everyone because everyone was wearing the same, it's quite difficult <laughs> to see who is who, especially as it went dark. And there's a bit of a funny story in that I, I raced my race, which was the C race. And um, Mark Collier and Ashley, I knew were in the B race. And as they were getting warmed up, they get, there was a bit of miscommunication and they ended up missing the start of the race. So as they're warming up, this pack of runners just goes charging past them. But I don't know this, so I'm up at the top end of the track shouting, go on, Mark, go on, Ashley, every time this pack of runners goes past me. This lad with a blue cap on backwards, I just convinced it was Mark Collier. And I thought he was going well here because, you know, it's right, <laughs> right in the pack, but... Walk down to the bottom and they're both still there in the in the trackies and jackets and stuff. Uh, so it was a bit <laughs> so unfortunate for them too. They did they, they they went into the A race. So obviously you know it's very high standard that A race and um, they were off the back of that really. Um, Patrick was another one. Um, 
uh, as well. He missed the start of the race, so that was a uh, that was a shame for them. But you know, still fair play to getting it done because that would have been tough, tough going that. So, uh, Katie, over to you. Okay, so on Saturday the 12th of March, it was the Intercounties Cross Country Championships in Loughborough. In the senior women's race, the winner of the 8K route was Mari McLennan from Scotland North in 30.51. And the winner of the men's senior 10K race was Callum Johnson from the North East in 33.03. Uh, well done to everyone who represented the Greater Manchester team at this event, with a special shout-out to Philippa Cameron of Altringham, who was the first female home from the team in 37.59. She finished in 155th position. And Robert Smike from Salford Harriers, who was the first male home from the team in 36.32, finishing in 85th, 85th place. Um, and well done to the overall um, Greater Manchester senior men's team as a whole as they were placed 18th. So on Sunday the 20th, we had Wilmslow Running Festival um, with both the 10K and the half setting off at the same time. Uh, the 10K had a left turn at about 5.5K while the half continued on through Mobley. Some fantastic times were set on a windy Sunday. A lot of people at the end of the race saying how hard the last few miles were running into the wind. The 10K was won by Christian Watson of Manfield Harriers in 31.56, David Lewis of Stockport in second and David Carroll in third. Sarah Louise Cumber of Halifax Harriers won the ladies' race in 38.46. Jenny Kansas of Stockport was in second and Michelle Vaughan of East Cheshire Harriers was in third and she was just one second off a PB. Uh, the half marathon was run, won by Johnny Meller of Liverpool in 104.24. Ross Millington of Stockport came in at second in 105.14. Chris Perry of Vale Royal in third with the time of 105.14. Anna Brace Girdle of Salford Harriers won the ladies race in a time of 1 hour 13.21. Ali Lavender of Oswestry came in second in 1 hour 15.18. And the third was Abigail Howarth of Vale Royal in 1 hour 15.41. Uh, did a little bit of power of 10 stalking and the top three women all got PBs on Sunday, uh, which is fantastic. And Abigail Howarth, um, as Sean said, was in the top three, um, I think, for podium. So well done to all the runners and well done to the organisers of the running festival. So before we get on to our training, um, we've got a little bit of a discussion point for us all. We had a question come in from Lana Milligan, who asks, Loving the podcast, just want, uh, wanted to ask, if you ever just go out for a run, or is it always about training? Coming from someone who just loves to run for fun. Uh, I think it's quite a good question to come in, so I think we're going to go to Dave first on this one. Yeah, it's a really good question, that. Uh, yeah, I definitely do. Um, I can think of many occasions where I've planned not to do a run uh, and I've just felt like going for a run for whatever reason. So I've I've, I've got out, ran and, and treated it more of an active rest. Um, I think it's always important to uh, remember why we run. Uh, and for me, it's not always about the training and racing. Uh, it's as much about the feeling of freedom that running gives you uh, and the physical and mental health benefits. Um, Katie, what about you? Yeah, I think, um, as I've said before, that I I generally do run for fun. I don't really train, to be honest. I don't see it that as training. And I'd, I don't really follow a particular plan, even if I'm kind of marathon training. I think I've said before, I might have a kind of a loose plan. Um, but I always just go with 
what, what I feel like doing at the time. So like this week, the weather's been nice. I've just been concentrating on getting off road because I love getting off road when the weather's uh, nice. And I just love kind of taking it in, like Dave said, for kind of the mental benefits as well. So yeah, I'm a bit like Lana really. I just, uh, I'm someone who, who does just run for fun and so I can eat cake. <laughs> Sean? Uh, <coughs> yeah, I suppose I do. But what I would say is, um, while I am training, I do really love what I'm doing. I enjoy it. I love um, every run, building a building block to something, you know what I mean? And it's kind of working through a plan. That's kind of why I enjoy running. So because I'm training, it doesn't mean by any shape that I'm not enjoying it. I really, really am. Um, I think I've said previously, I'm always, when I'm outside of a marathon block, I never quite know what to do myself. Um, I still run every day, um, but I do enjoy that that block. I tell you, when I did a lot of running just for fun, though, during lockdown, you know, when we were just no events to train for, didn't stop me running, still went out every day. You know, I'm very thankful to be able to do that. So I would probably say now me easy runs and me runs I just do to enjoy. A bit, thing, a bit like Michelle said, she really you learn to enjoy them runs, I suppose, if you stop sort of uh, going too hard on them and just run them don't even look at your watch really just go out yeah what about you Cal um I don't know <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest um I'm quite similar to you Sean where I'm always looking at my aim in the in the training block I don't really really have a training block or a blank few weeks where I've not got a training block probably in the last couple of year or so um so I'd probably say that, I'd, like you, I enjoy doing my easy runs. I enjoy doing the long runs at the moment when I'm actually getting them in. Um, but I think it'll be good once I've hit the goals for this year, um, just to have a few weeks of actually sitting back and enjoying that running. Um, so, yeah, so now on to training, the serious stuff that we, uh, we run for fun. <laughs> um, so for me, my training's been going quite well. Um, after Trafford so on Thursday after we recorded with Sophie um, I sat down with Glenn uh, Glenn Piper and went through my training plan uh, built a plan with the tour in mind at first passed it over to Glenn and with mid Cheshire halfway through so he said that up to mid Cheshire just start to concentrate on the shorter sessions um, so we amended the plan um, and then the goal toward, to work towards at the moment is for mid Cheshire so did a long run at pace with um, the fast lads down the loop um, and then did a session of 12 400s last Tuesday, I think it was. So it felt really good doing some shorter stuff. Um, on the way back from my session, um, 12 o'clock hit, I got a reminder, so I signed up to podium halfway down on my, uh, on my cool down. I'm regretting booking it because the Manchester Marathon's the day after and I wanted to go and go and support that. I don't think I could hit a 5K hard on Saturday night and then go out and do a longer run on the Sunday, but we'll see what happens. Um, so on Sunday I raced Wilmslow 10K. Um, on the lead up to that, I was testing which carbons to go for. So I didn't want to wear my Vaporfly because I just wanted to try something different. Um, so I thought I'd give the Adios Pro a go. So when I got there, I weren't under the impression I was going to get a PB. Um, so in my mind, actually running at a harder pace had, had gone so I set off at six minute mile and it felt good for the first 5k um, but when we turned left about five and a half k the route was just like a ghost town there was there was so many doing the half you just felt so lonely 
um, just turning at that five and a half k. So with hardly anyone there, it was down um, a country road, turn around on a hair, hairpin turn, and then back. Um, got back to the straight, and it was the last two miles of the festive 10k that run northwest do. Um, I was behind Darren Smith and Alan Cook of East Cheshire, um, so they had a good little battle, and they both beat me, um, and then I crossed the line on 37.40. So at first, I was a bit, I was a bit naffed off that I didn't. Um, get a sub 37 but then on reflection thinking about how far I've come over the last six months like I did Ribble in 37 33 um, just after Christmas and then with Trafford um, just a couple of weeks ago I think um, on reflection I've I think I've done quite well to get get my 10k time down so just hopefully the fitness continues um, next thing in mind is mid Cheshire and I've got a couple of I think I've got another race in between before then and then uh, and see how that goes. But that's it from me. And what about you, Dave? Not good, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a bit of a rough time since uh, we last recorded. Um, so uh, we recorded 16 days ago, I think it was. Two weeks ago uh, on Monday. Um, everything was going really well. Uh, I'd had the best winter I'd had for a, a few years. Um, I'd put my best two track sessions in in years. And I was really looking forward to getting uh, on the roads uh, and uh, sort of trying to get my uh, times down again. And I went to the track two Tuesdays ago. Uh, was doing 12.400s, or was planning to do 12.400s. Um, Pre-podium 5K, so I was supposed to be racing podium as well. And uh, did the t first 10.400s. They're all going fine. Um, moving really well. I was quite surprised by some of the times I was running and then we stood on the start line ready for number 11 and uh, as Duncan the coach shouted go I didn't leave the start line I, uh, I I I just said what was that because it felt like something had been thrown at the back of my leg um, and as I turned around and started walking up walking up backwards to see what it was I realized I tore my calf um, so yeah um completely out of the blue there was nothing to suggest it was going to happen uh, and it was even more bizarre that it happened stood rooted to the start line but as Duncan was uh, Duncan uh, as many of you know is also a, a well-respected physio he's actually my own physio um, and he was he was saying it, it it just shows how much force uh, we put through our lower legs even just moving up into that position ready to go um, so yeah, uh, been a thoroughly depressing last two weeks. <laughs> Not been able to run. Um, first ten days, I couldn't even walk on it. So yeah, it was a pretty miserable existence for the first ten days. Back walking around a bit more uh, ably now, and I have actually done um, a one mile jog and a two mile jog, um, which have gone okay. I wouldn't say they've gone brilliantly, but I've uh, I'm pain free, um, and uh, I'm not thinking of them as training. It's more rehabilitation and learning to run again so yeah um not great but what can you do injuries happen <laughs> just gotta um just gotta start building back up again and uh hopefully um get back to the form i was in earlier in the winter um on a more positive note duncan did say uh, at the time uh, you could be looking at up to six weeks um of no running um it's two weeks now uh and i've done those two short jogs and uh wasn't too problematic so i've had calf tears before where i've come back um he said 
up to six weeks. It's been two weeks, so here we are again, and uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the rehabilitation goes well. Uh, right, Katie, you want to update us on your training? Yeah, I feel your pain, Dave, because that's obviously similar to what happened to me um, recently. So yeah, still the same really. I've just been concentrating on trying to to build up. Uh, lots of swimming and walking, yoga, um, and things were going well. I've done um, two 50-mile weeks um, the last few weeks, and it and was feeling fine. Um, but just this week, my calf has been it's been playing up a bit. I've not got any pain at all, but I've got like I can only describe it as I feel like I've got a ping pong ball almost in the back of my calf when I when I'm running, that's moving, and I feel like it's waiting to go. So I'm just being really cautious. Um, so again, just back to walking, running, yoga, stretching, or you know, rehab again, as you say, trying not to. I'm just so conscious of it going again. Um, all the boring stuff. All the boring stuff, yeah. And yoga is absolutely killing me. I mean, I think I said the other day I went and I just feel like everybody else is really relaxed, and I just, I just want to get up and run around the room and scream. I just can't, I can't do it at all. But I'm trying. Um, so yeah, that's me, and I've not got any races um, booked, but I am going to book through the um, or onto the um, stride through the woods. Obviously, that's coming up, isn't it? So I'll book that. Obviously, a tour coming up, and also with my inbox today did land the um, sale sizzler. 5k which made me feel sick <laughs> but I might book on it and have a have a go because the shame of when you asked me to do my bio for the website and I looked for my 5k PB and I've actually never run a 5k <laughs> the shame so I need to do a 5k so I might actually go all out and do a sales sizzler so you heard it here Sean there you go so just a quick question to both you and Dave uh, what what about like um this electro shock therapy is that something you thought about looking at i haven't don't know about you dave i've been using it i've actually i've actually got a, a device at home which uh allows me to use the the electrotherapy so it's actually been very very helpful i i, I do think um it's sped up my recovery do for you? sure yeah is that what joe, did joe mention that when he came on yeah he did yeah. didn't sir oh, yeah that's why i asked the question i remember him mentioning yeah. it and he was he said it was helping him. Right. A lot of people I've heard have said the same, really. You know, even if it just... I don't know what it does. It gets the blood into that area, maybe, yeah. and encourages the healing. Mm, That's the Dr. Warburton signs yeah. right down there. <laughs> I'll just right? a, a rehab club. <laughs> <laughs> Bring all your tools along. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan and his tool again. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah. I'll, so the last couple of weeks for me have been um pretty good i get still really volume wise has been been able to keep that consistency up i mean one week looks very much the same as the next me apart from obviously we're doing slightly different sessions on the track each week and um, but the consistency has been good for me starting to increase the volume now on those tempo runs so i'm doing consistently six mile tempos at 540s um even if it means going on my own which i've had to do once on there on the green gate just me against the green gate loop um but really pleased with how i feel you know i feel comfortable at that pace now um which i wasn't you know when i first started those sessions and we've done just recently another um marathon session me and ashley buckley went over to the wrexham um elite marathon loop and um and, and we got up to marathon pace for the four 5k efforts so Really pleased with that. I mean, if conditions are like they were last weekend as well on the race day, I'd be very pleased with that. And 
big, big shout to Michael Harrington over at Runchester who sent me and Ashley a really good um, breakdown of the loop and where to park and where to work hard and when, when to dart and mentally how to break the loop down. So I think that sort of stuff is helpful, you know, and I think now I've visualised it. I'm really sort of looking forward to it. I'm starting to feel a volume in my legs a little bit at the minute. I think that's why I ate that cake so fast. <laughs> um, that's definitely feeling. But it's that stage now. I've only got probably four weeks now to the race, so there's only a couple more weeks of high, high, high mileage. Um, but just going back to podium, I ran that race. I was in the C race. I was able to run a, um, a 5K PB, so I ran 16.13. Felt really good as well. Felt really good at that pace, which I never thought I'd say really good and 5K in the same sentence in my life because it's just eyeballs out and tip off. I felt good, just sat in the group. Um, so, and I never thought I'd see a 5K PB at 45 either, again. So I'm really pleased with that. So coming up for me is this weekend I've got the Coniston 14 road race up in the Lake District. Um, and then it's another crack at podium a week or two after that and then got my number through for the Salford uh, 10k the 2020 race which has been moved over to this year so busy next few weeks really but the volume will start to drop hopefully by the next time we talk I'll be thinking about taper time and uh, we can see Mr Hill getting back on it as well can't we so that's good to see and we've got a little training update from uh, Gav Hi team and listeners um, so yeah, just a quick training update from myself. So I've um, back on the on the bandwagon, as they say. Um, probably averaged about thirty three miles um, over the last three weeks. So not a lot, but more than what I was doing. Um, long way to go. Not very fit at all. Um, but enjoying enjoying being back running, and um, especially now the weather's a bit better as well. So yeah, that that's it for me. No park runs or anything to speak of, and no races in sight. Um, just try and build that mileage up and um, keep that consistency. Okay, so now on to the interview of the episode. Um, we have a Salford Harrier who was a second lady in the Tour of Tame side last year, fourth um, vet 45 in this season's um, MACCL, uh, first first lady at Allen Kirk Memorial Lads Leap, and has represented England at the auction marathon in 2021. She's also recently ran the Horsewater Half Marathon in 133.06, taking fourth female and third in her age category. So, please welcome Laura Coastal. How are you doing, Laura? Uh, great, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I am really uh, feel very privileged to be here on your first birthday as well. Oh, yeah, and the cake as well. And the cake, yeah, which uh, <laughs> I haven't scoffed yet. Like yeah. Sean, so I'm saving that for later. Hopefully all <laughs> the other guests in the future will expect a cake. But, uh. <laughs> So set a standard now. It's good. It's good to have you with us, anyway. Um, and um, I'll, I'll start with my questions if that's okay. So, first question I've got is: um, You're on the London Marathon in um, three oh nine on the third of October last year. Last year, and then I think two weeks later, you're on Yorkshire Marathon three oh six. So, first of all, was that on the cards to run quicker in the second race? And how did you feel and in that race? Um, I generally don't plan <laughs> other than I will follow a plan but I just sort of on a race day I have to just see how I feel um, mo- most of the achievement is getting myself to the start line um, and 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 then just getting out there really uh, so I kind of I wouldn't ordinarily probably have committed to two big races but I do have a tendency to overcommitting myself uh, on being 
bit too ambitious sometimes but uh it was a product of covid cancelled races so they should have run yeah. yorkshire earlier um in 2020 um and then i have to blame gareth for for getting me to sign up for a good for age for london uh I, at the time, I think everything was so uncertain that I didn't actually think everything would go ahead. So yeah. I was kind of winging it, hoping it would feel okay. <laughs> Is that something you do again, though? Because it went well for you, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it did go well. And I have had a couple of good races in the past after a marathon. I seem to have a bit of a tailwind. Um, so I've had a really good cross-country race the the week after I raced um, Chester Marathon. Um but uh, yeah, as it happens, um, it is. It is. Uh, but yeah, I'd do it again. It's probably not advisable. <laughs> well, it's uh, <laughs> something I do. I've done, and this spring I've decided not to do it, so I've dropped out of Windermere. Uh, but looking at your numbers there, I'm thinking, oh, I've done the right thing. But uh, how did you bridge the gap between the two races? Did you do much training between the two? Because there's not a lot of recovery time there, is there? No. Um, well, I did panic about that, um, but. I actually, coming back from London, it was kind of one of the first times I'd been outside of my kind of family and close friend bubble, uh, and we'd been on a train, uh, and I ended up with a cold, so I thought, all right, this is it, I'm going to run terrible at Yorkshire, but I'd, uh, I surpassed my expectations at London, so uh, I kind of felt like I was happy with that, and that I could just go into Yorkshire um, and enjoy it. Uh, so I was poorly the week after London, didn't do much running at all, but I, l I had to check my Strava to see what I did <laughs> in the run up to Yorkshire. Uh, and it looks like I ran 55 miles. And uh, again, that's probably not advisable. And I was probably either just enjoying being running again after having a cold um, or trying to play a dangerous game of catch up. <laughs> yeah. Not that it would have done me any good at all, um, but <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I mean, it's normally quite a few weeks until before you can run another marathon. Uh, I would say I run normally a, a fast marathon, and the second one's just I don't know for fun. Do you run marathons for fun? I don't know, but you've actually reversed that. And <laughs> did your first one as a warm up, smashed it in the second one. <laughs> um, so I remember when I joined Hyde, um, you were in the same group as me. I think you were as well, Callum, if I remember. Um, so how how much did running with Hyde help and how have you found the move to um, Salford? Um, Hyde was fantastic because it got me in a routine. Um, I'd started running, doing some bits of running, um, but mostly I was cycling to work um, and... Yeah, I, I loved my cycle commute, but I'm I'm really just a, a plodder on the bike. I, I've got no speed or power at all. Um, and I really enjoyed the kind of routine of the sessions, meeting loads of new people, because I was fairly new to the area. So it did really help me. Um, and I remember my first five, uh, six miles being a massive struggle. <laughs> but uh, I made it, and I just, uh, I remember kind of progressing from there and I actually remember Callum running a hill sprint session once I think with Mike um which I th yeah really I hated every bit of it at the time but I recognized that that was something that was exactly what I needed <laughs> and what about moving to Salford what was the difference would you say between the two um 
Yeah, so I moved to Salford on the advice of a um, a colleague, uh, somebody that I worked worked with, Richard Brook, um, actually, a former colleague who um, suggested that in order to actually improve, I think I'd seen like gradual improvements in my races and I was kind of enjoying it getting a bit more competitive um so he sort of pushed me to come to a track session and try it out um and it all it all stemmed from there really so it was um but yeah I really quite relish the competition that you get on the track um at the same time I kind of am always filled with trepidation about stepping out onto that track it's my worst nightmare running around in circles <laughs> yeah that's certainly a big um difference in between between the two um experience i think i do remember we did a couple of speed sessions at hyde on the um, famous ultra and road track down there yeah but um but it wasn't <laughs> routine i think i think that's the thing it's offered and so you got it every week yeah and what what about next marathon um, uh, races and what's the goal? Um, okay, so the next thing actually coming up for me is Coniston in June. Um, right, okay. So uh, I ran that last year in 2021. It was actually the first race back, I think, after um, after the pandemic and when things started opening up. Uh, it was a perfect weekend it was great weather really nice weekend in the lakes um and i and it finished with a dip in the lake and i ran i was pretty chuffed with myself it's about three and a half thousand feet of climbing and i ran it sub four and so i sort of after all that time without any races i had no idea where i was at what i was doing um and i finished fourth so the reason that i'm running it this year was because i got a free place and you can't turn oh. down a free place in a race, Is can it you? Like a trial race, that Laura. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in terms of goals, I think if I, it's quite a competitive one. There's always some really good runners there. But if I could finish top three in something, that'd be a, a dream. Um, but I think it's really one that depends on the conditions out there, uh, as to whether I run it quite as well as I did last year. Um, but I'm just looking forward to. Yeah, another great weekend in the lakes, really, on yeah. that one. Yeah, sounds like an uh, interesting race. Um, I mean, I love that part of the country anyway. You know, I do a lot of road racing up there, but not really a trail racer. <laughs> um, and what about um, just going back to the road then? Would you look at some of the big international marathons in the future? I know you've got New York coming up this year. Um, yeah, uh, so New York is... Um, uh, now officially in the calendar <laughs> um, after a two hour wait in the online queue <laughs> but um, yeah I haven't really considered um, any of the other international races I have no idea what drew me to New York I think it's very close to my birthday um, it, so it's actually the last chance to run it before I'm 40 uh, and I thought um, why not uh, but I've got, I've never set my sights on running, you know, the whole Abbott series or anything. Um, but I do like running in different cities. And I, um, yeah, so I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> the atmosphere, I think you know, you've obviously done London. I can imagine New York is... 
similar. I'm told it's going to be crazy by one of my colleagues who lived there for some time. Uh, she says it's going to be fantastic. So I think it's quite a tough course as well. It's yeah. not flat. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of an uphill finish, Central Park to contend with. So, um, but flat courses aren't really my thing necessarily. So we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely more on my bucket list that race and. Yeah, I'd recommend Chicago as well. I mean, my ears were ringing when I got back to my hotel after <laughs> Chicago. The noise was unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, it, it can be a bit addictive, I think. Those big, big major races, the buzz you get yeah. from them. So we've, we've had um, quite a lot of questions in from listeners. Um, quite a few in from Joe Edgerton. So you have to remember to get your questions in for Joe when she's on in a few weeks. <laughs> Um, but the first question is, Laura, do you have any running-related goals you would like to achieve, whether it's um, this year or even in a few years' time? Um, well, this year I'd kind of I've got one sub twenty-five k uh, in my time as a runner, <laughs> uh, so it's a distance that I find the most difficult, and um, I'd like to replicate that just to know it's not an anomaly. <laughs> um, but I'm also, I'd also like to run a sub uh, one and a half, half marathon. Uh, I know I've got quite a bit of work to do. Uh, in fact, my fastest half marathon's been in a marathon. So I just, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of minutes to shave off my time um, to get there and, uh, and some training to do for that. I was going to suggest you say your 306 marathon probably suggests that's on doesn't it really yeah it ought to be but i seem to run at one pace so <laughs> um so what she also asked what would you describe as your your favorite kind of run for you would it be a track um solo uh or a sort of a chatty run fell running what what would you say is your um favorite one or is it even getting a pb in a race um well i thought about all of those things um because i saw this question from joe and uh, I think it's a really good question and I think actually it made me think hard about why I run and often I kind of sometimes I run to go out and see stuff um, and sometimes I run to go out with people so I don't think I have a particular it's it's not so much that I have uh, I enjoy one particular type of run running with people but uh, I enjoy the runs that make the most memories and often that's with a group but sometimes it's um, when I've been to see something in particular uh, so I might run out to see a particular site when I'm traveling with work um, uh, uh, but some of the best memories are uh, you know on the top of hills with other people that uh <laughs> Do you never get lost when you're away with work running? Because that's one of my party tricks. As, yeah, all the time. That's why I invested in my new watch <laughs> a year or so ago. So I've actually got a map that's got the rest of the... It's actually got other streets on it. My old Garmin yeah. just had a, a black line, which was pretty meaningless. Yeah, well, that must be the one I've got then. <laughs> Um, so another question from Joe as well is um, how do how do you feel um, how did it feel rather to wear your England vest for the first time uh, and she also asked what event was that at um, so yeah Yorkshire was um, running for the England team and I actually bumped into Joe before Yorkshire she was kind of my saving grace that day because I was feeling pretty miserable I was chucking it down I was stood there in this vest which. Uh, 
I was like, I, I really don't know what I'm doing with in, in this vest. I've had serious imposter syndrome. And um, I bumped into Joe and Andy um, and it really perked me up actually. Uh, um, so yeah, Yorkshire Marathon, there I was. And I managed to get chatting away to Joe and Andy at the, before the start and then had realised that I needed to get to the start with the other England vests. I had to leg it down the, <laughs> down the um, um, barricade uh, down the side and, and get to the front and uh, and then we set off and that was it. <laughs> and ran a PB as well. <laughs> so I love a tour question. Um, oh. uh, what's your favourite aspect of the Tour of Tame side? Uh, and do you have a particular particular favorite race within the event or a stage within the event um i really i do really enjoy the tour of tameside um it's a great event and yeah really challenging uh so you definitely know by day four that you've that you've done it um i think the first race last year i've done it a couple of times and i think last year i really really enjoyed the trail race i don't know why um but I had a particularly good race that day. Um, and they changed the route slightly, didn't they? What was your view on that there, Matt? I quite enjoyed that new route, me. Um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed the route. Um, I, d- I think I just went out and there were so many people out there again. It was just, it, it does really help when the, the course is lined and um, I was seeing people that I'd not seen for 18 months and they were shouting my name. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I don't know, me and Kate are wondering, um, what about the half marathon? What do you think of that? Because that's my favourite and Katie's oh. least favourite. Katie, yeah, I'm with Katie on that oh, one. Come on, I need some backing. Yeah, I was. In, on any other day, it would be a stunning route, but on in the middle, it's like any middle rep on the track for me is really slow. And then you get to the last one, you're like, all oh, right, I don't have to do it again. <laughs> Better put some effort in. <laughs> okay, no, uh, th- thanks for that. Great, uh, great answers. And uh, that's it from all my questions and your questions. So I'll pass over to Katie. Thank you, Sean. Hi, Laura. Hi, for joining us. Okay, so my first question. I was just intrigued to know how you got into running in the first place. Um, so I started running because uh, a friend challenged me to Marathon to May and I'd sort of, I was cycling to work and I was swimming when I got there um, and it really set me up for the day and I started thinking about doing a triathlon. I've never done a triathlon, <laughs> but I did have to start adding the final piece of the jigsaw to it so uh, that's what got me going Fab, when was that um so that was uh around 2014 i think 2015 maybe great okay and i was going to ask you about the um new york marathon but obviously you've touched on that just because <laughs> i was really excited when i saw your social media post um because those that, that know me know that i lived in new york for four months when i was at university so <laughs> It's somewhere that I would absolutely love to go back. New York's a city, if you've not been, it's absolutely amazing. So I think to run that marathon will, would just be amazing. 
So I was really excited for that, but we've uh, we've touched on that. So I'll move on from that. So a bit more of a, a boring question, I guess. But um, <laughs> being somebody who nearly always wears gloves myself, regardless of the weather, because I suffer from poor circulation, my hands, my fingers just go white and nearly fall off if I don't wear gloves. And I notice on uh, most of your the running pictures that I see of yourself that you seem to have quite a glove collection going on as well. So can you tell us the reason why you wear gloves all the time and what would be your top running glove recommendation? <laughs> uh, I think uh, I, uh, I, uh, I always enjoy the shoe talk, but yeah, yeah gloves, gloves tonight. Gloves are up there for me. Um, and I wish I knew the answers to this because, yeah, I suffer from all of those things as well. So I think my favourite pair of gloves are a pair of Innovate mittens that I've got and they've kind of got fleecy lining in the middle i've got those too <laughs> um so they're the ones that i find work best for me i've had others that claim to be windproof yeah but then have ventilation on the sides well that's not windproof <laughs> yeah. to me um there's too much ventilation in there but yeah i so in the winter i suffer uh, my hands kind of sweat and then they get cold on the tops of the hills because uh, it couldn't. You get the condensation, and then I get really blood chill blains. Yeah. Um. So my my hands are just about healing up, and then you get the change in seasons, and then Reynards comes yeah. into Pele, yeah. and I spent I think the last two weeks at work trying to type with like three fingered hands yeah. because <laughs> a couple Painful. of them are dead. <laughs> so innovate mittens are the the ones. Yeah, so anyone else struggling, there you go, innovate mittens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I noticed from Strava that you do quite a lot of um, club sessions at Salford, but it seems that you also do quite a lot of solo running. Uh, so what's your preference, running alone or, or in a group? I think um, uh, a bit of both, really. Some days you just got to get out there before work and it's got to fit in with your mm. routine. And then other days... Um, you know, if I can go out with a group, I, I, I really enjoy that and and it gives me the motivation as well. So I really like at Salford the structure and the routine of the Tuesday track. If I can make it, um, uh, it makes me get out. Yeah. It makes me go. <laughs> Fab. Okay. And I also noticed from your um, social media posts that you seem to travel around quite a bit and run in some quite beautiful places, really. Um, your pictures always look really picturesque so where's your favorite place to run and why um yeah i'm really fortunate uh, that my parents live in north wales so i spend a lot of time running there which is stunning um i can't take any credit for the photos they're normally taken by my husband yeah. um, <laughs> um so I, I really enjoy or i have over the past few years been enjoying uh, racing around Wales but um, I'm kind of really enjoying the Lake District at the moment as well um, so I'm kind of hoping to do some more more races up there um, and I think I, um, yeah I'm, I kind of again I'm really privileged to be able to travel around quite a bit with work and I've run in some amazing cities yeah. Um, um, so yeah I think I've been thinking quite quite a lot about that because one before the pandemic one of the last places that I was able to run was Kiev. Um and so if I can do a little plug I know there's a UK <laughs> Ukraine Strava um 
Ukraine relief challenge on Strava at the moment and I think if he can um, then uh, join that and, and make a small donation great okay and you recently um, posted that you seem to have the same pace for a half marathon as you do the marathon and in fact as you've already just mentioned tonight your half marathon PB is actually from when you were running a marathon and this kind of sounds like me as I was uh, I was thinking about it although my times aren't quite as fast as yours um, but I always say that I have one speed no matter what the distance so like I say and I, I think I run 5k at the same speed I, I run a marathon um, and you put quoted on this post um, something to work on so and you even mentioned when sharing the local runners podcast asking some help regarding speed so what are your plans with regards to this um yeah, I know that I need to commit to um, making sure that I get the speed work in. Um, so I, I think the answer probably is in um, kind of routine and consistency in more intensive training sessions. Because um, I do just enjoy running and I will just go out for a run. And I don't, uh, unless I'm following a training plan, Um I don't necessarily go out and do the hard stuff because it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Have you found then doing the speed sessions at Salford? So since you joined Salford, have you found that those speed sessions have helped? Definitely. Um, absolutely. Uh, and the the coaches at Salford are great support as well. And, and I'm always pestering Dominic Sexton as well for <laughs> advice. Um, and he, he's uh, always very obliging. <laughs> Plug for Dominic there. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you recently thanked someone for um, the pictures that they took of you at the Cross Country League, as you said, again, in your words, that it gives you an opportunity to study your form and make improvements. So can you tell us a bit more about this and what it is that you're looking at or what you're looking for? And do you study the pictures just personally or do you get feedback from somebody else? Um, yeah, well, again, it's Dominic's fault that I started <laughs> doing that because he, he pointed out uh, or has pointed out in the past good and bad form so it's a kind of it's a habit that I picked up um, uh, from that really but yeah it can uh, tell you quite a lot about your posture and your stride um, um, so uh, yeah and then you can target your strength and conditioning to, to be able to uh, make improvements on that uh, and I think one thing for me I'm not I'm not very good at high intensity, so I think if I can improve my efficiency in my running yeah. form, um, then then ho hopefully it'll help improve my times too. Absolutely, I just that, found that really interesting because I, when I see like race pictures, I'm literally just looking at my face and how ridiculous my face <laughs> looks. What face <laughs> am I pulling? I don't get as far as looking at my form, so maybe I need to uh, move down a little bit. Okay, but we've asked um, the uh, the glove question, so now obviously we've got to go on to the shoe question. So recently I noticed that you put hashtag New Balance under one of your posts, so does this mean that you're a New Balance kind of girl? Um, I am for road shoes, definitely. I think I've found my favourites in the fuel cell rebel uh, for the road, but um, yeah, on the trails, my muddy ones are Innovate x Talon. Uh, two tens and um, for kind of harder compacted trails I've got some Solomon S labs which I really really like that I use for um, Coniston actually uh, and they've they've all served me well 
Um, I've, I do have some fancy carbon ones. I've got the New Balance RC Elite. Um, I found that um, I've tried the Nike, but I found that New Balance actually suit me. Um, so yeah, yeah okay. there you go. Don't think we've had a New Balance uh, answer before, have we? On the shoe question, so that's uh, that's interesting. Okay, and finally for me, obviously uh, seem a bit of a girl after my own heart. I see on some um, of you, your social media posts that you like the odd foodie post, um, ranging from post chocolate, uh, post race chocolate treats, sorry, to home baked beetroot loaf. I saw for breakfast once during lockdown. Uh, perhaps the occasional uh, pale ale tipple at weekends. <laughs> um, so, do you generally try to maintain a healthy diet, or do you just eat what you fancy? Um, yeah, no, we were quite. Uh, food orientated in our house <laughs> so um i don't well we kind of like experimenting uh, lots of people say that we have too much time but we generally don't um but <laughs> um i started baking sourdough in lockdown that was where the the uh, beetroot and feta loaf came from uh, but my sourdough starter is still going uh, and it's getting some pretty good results now. So we make all our own bread and we do try to eat healthily and most of what we have is kind of homemade um, and whole foods and plant-based. Excellent. Do you think about how your diet fuels your runs or, or not? Um, yeah, so I, th I think um, I, I try... Yeah, I just try and eat a balanced diet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sounds really good. Not that, about that's balance. pretty much about <laughs> it i have yeah beer gets in there definitely um and chocolate is my favorite you're enjoy your chocolate cake after absolutely <laughs> that's good okay so that's it from me but just um a couple of listener questions from katie catterall so she asks does laura have any rituals for good luck before a race um after a bad race at Chester Marathon, I only have one thing that I follow strictly. I have homemade sourdough pizza the night before the race. Oh, really? No later than 5pm. <laughs> and, and no cheese, because that's too difficult for me to digest. And then banana and whole grain porridge for breakfast. But it's got to be at least three hours before the race. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> No garlic bread though. Jo um, Sean's got to have garlic bread, aren't you, Sean? The night before a race. Ooh. Do you have garlic bread with your sourdough pizza? No. I don't fancy tasting that no, during a race. I'm not feeling that either. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we'll leave that one to Sean. And finally, Katie says, "What's your favourite pieces of race kit?" Um. Oh, I don't know. I'm always out in my Salford vest, I suppose. Um. Um. I quite. I've got a pair of. Um, new balance shorts that i got recently um which i quite like but they uh, i realized at the very windy northern cross country that uh i need perhaps to get some fitted shorts for those occasions <laughs> <laughs> oh fab thanks laura right i'm gonna um, hand over to dave thank you katie laura thanks for joining us Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, right, so um, Sean's already asked you a few questions about the marathon. Um, I just wanted to know what a typical week's training looks like for you, um, both in a marathon build-up and outside of a marathon build-up. Um, so I think, um, yeah, it kind of varies, uh, and especially at the moment, work, 
I can be yeah in a number of places for work so I try to get in um uh, as a base I try to get in two kind of intense training sessions a week uh, a park run if I can um and and then around that I like to try and kind of average 50 miles I try and get in some cross training as well so a bit of cycling here and there but I seem to do less of that uh, at the moment than I used to and those intense uh, training sessions are they with Salford or uh, are they on your own yeah so uh, I try and get to track when I can but if not it, I um, I always like to know what's happening at track and I'll try and find a flat bit of bit of ground to do it on so you try and replicate the same training session yeah 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 uh, and what would your longest run be in a marathon build-up um the longest run I've ever done in a marathon build-up was actually about 23 miles with all the elevation that was in preparation for Coniston um uh, so yeah, I think it, for a road marathon, I normally get up to about 20, um, I'm thinking that it should maybe be a little bit longer, uh, this year, um, as I'm trying to, trying to push some boundaries and maybe set a new PB. And what about fueling on your long runs? Do you take gels with you when you're doing your long runs? Um, no, I've never taken a gel. Uh, I, I'm not sure what would happen if I did. I don't think I'm ever going to. <laughs> right, okay, right. So you, you've, you've done several pretty quick marathons, but no gels. I, I have to say, most of my first few marathons, I didn't take any gels either. Um, yeah, if no. If I was to do any more, um, having since tried taking gels, I would, I would, I would take them. So okay. Maybe well, something to try in training, perhaps. Yeah, good uh, advice. Lots of people have told me that I should take fuel on board, but I generally can't really stomach it. Um, I can't. I mm. don't even take water. I I do swill my mouth out, and I will swill it out with whatever's on offer at the race. So whether that's electrolytes or Lucasaid, um, but uh, I'm afraid to say it gets spat out straight away. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so you've run four UK marathons so far, uh, London, Chester, York and Liverpool. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, how did they all compare for you and are there any you would or wouldn't do again? Um, yeah, so I've done, those are all the road races. I've done a few, done a few um, traily ones as well. Um, uh, I'm going to try and do London again because I qualified for a club champs entry so I, even though after I'd done it I said I was never going to do it again uh, here I am waiting for that to open um, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily not do any of them again I think I, I enjoyed all of them they all had good bits um, but I think I'd, I like to try and get around and do different races so there are some sort of staples that I do as part of my training um but i think for the for the marathon itself i'm keen to try and bag some different ones mm. um i know sean already asked you about um uh, marathons abroad um any other uk marathons you're looking to do i'm surprised manchester's not on that list of marathons you've done yeah the local one i don't know people say that but it's kind of it's close to home i think i probably will one day 
just yeah. when it fits with with them. You'll certainly get the crowd support because you'll get yeah. familiar faces out on the course uh, cheering you on. So yeah, definitely recommend it. I like to go out and support it as well. So it's nice to see everybody else run. Um, so Sean's already asked you about the switch to Salford. Um, how would you say your training's changed since you got there? I know you've touched on this a little bit um, already. Um, so how has it changed for you, from your point of view? Um, I think it, it's become much more structured, um, uh, I hope. Uh, and when I learnt that I'd got a place on the England team, in the, in the Masters England team, um, at Yorkshire for 2020... Um, I I started to pick up and build a much better base. I think before that I was running maybe about thirty to forty miles a week, so yeah. I hit my target. Uh, uh, I set my target as starting to run fifty miles a week, and that was based on some tips that Stan had uh, given me. Um, and uh, but yeah, the other bits of advice he'd given me was to. Uh, if you if you want to get better at a marathon, he said, make sure you run a full cross country season. <laughs> yeah, good advice. Um, so I see you ran the Northern Road Relays last year for Salford. Um, was that your first experience of a of a of a, a relay event like that? Yeah, was that last year or was that? I think it might have been twenty nineteen. Was it twenty nineteen? Um, yeah, I, I noticed you'd you'd it, taken part. I think it was the first leg you'd run. Uh, when yeah, I um, that was insane because they they put me on the first leg and I got carried off. <laughs> um, yeah, with the with the fast crew and I actually for me I got a five k pb in there at that time. <laughs> so oh, it was wow. my it was my debut for Salford. <laughs> Um, I'd, I think I'd only joined the week before and Becky asked me if I would run the the relay. I had no idea what to expect. I'd never run a relay before, apart from in school when you have to pass a baton to the next person. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, that was definitely an experience for me. I guess doing <laughs> events like that, which is something uh, Striders never used to do, was, was one of the things that perhaps encouraged you to make the move. I see, you also ran the Northern Cross Country this winter, so... I know, I know again that's something striders didn't tend to um to put people into so yeah no that it's been really good to be in those um national and northern um races so i think i did the national cross country not this year but the year before and that's been i mean that was an amazing experience obviously yeah out of my league really but um <laughs> uh, but yeah really fun and um great privilege to be part of yeah definitely uh, right we've also got a, a question from dominic sexton who you've mentioned already uh dominic has asked us um what's laura's recommended recovery ale uh stout Stout, <laughs> definitely stout any uh, particular stout uh most stout but uh, Guinness doesn't qualify I'm, uh, I'm afraid uh, I have to apologise to my colleagues in Northern Ireland for that but um, uh, yeah I I think Manchester has some brilliant independent breweries um, and so I'm a big fan of those uh, and, and of Magic Rock in Huddersfield uh, but yeah anything that's dark yeah uh, I'm there <laughs> yeah brilliant does sound good. Right, thank you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> We're all thinking about going to the bar now. We all think about going to the bar, yeah. <laughs> 
Right, thank you, Laura. I'm going to pass over to Callum now, who's got some questions of his own. Cheers, Dave. Welcome, Laura. Um, so I've got some questions around the Tour of Tame side now. Um, so notice that you've done the tour last year, um, and if I remember rightly, you won stage one, but you didn't know and then just went home. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, d- I, I didn't win the stage. Somebody else uh, came finished first, but she wasn't part of the full tour. She was uh, just running, um, just running that race. Um, so I, I knew, I think I knew that I'd finished second lady, but I kind of, I don't know. I always just go home after a race. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally thinking about what I can eat. <laughs> so um, with this year in mind, are you doing the Tour of Tame side? I'm not. It clashes with Coniston for me this year. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of... I'm a little bit gutted about that, but um, and and I'll definitely do the tour again because I do enjoy it. Um, but yeah, just not this year, unfortunately. So I did have a question around your favourite stage and your least favourite stage, um, but you you answered that before. But you touched then on fueling, um, so you just wanted to get home and eat <laughs> or, or have a stout. Um, <laughs> so. How did you fuel between each of the tour stages and how does it differ f- from a usual race? Um, yeah, it is quite tricky, um, uh, that on a tour. And I still think of myself as um, kind of, I am a novice really at all of this. So I kind of, I go home and I'll eat what I, I kind of can. Um, I think the challenging thing for me about the tour is that you get back from a race quite late. Um, I try to eat as early as I possibly can to let it digest so that I can usually go running again in the morning. Um, So just something light. Um, So I either end up having something like an omelette or soup when I get home. Um, And then I'll, yeah... My the best time for fueling for me is breakfast. Best meal of the day. So what's the breakfast fueling then for you? Uh, porridge, always porridge. <laughs> so no sourdough pizzas in between each stage of the tour. Um, <laughs> no. After five o'clock. After five yeah. o'clock, yeah, no, no go. Um, so we're going to move away from the tour now and just ask, what's your biggest achievement in running? That you fit. What would you rate as your biggest achievement within running? Um, well, if it's a race, it's usually just getting to the start line because there have been a couple of races that I've missed because I've been a bit too ambitious and gone. Yeah, I'll run to the race, uh, and then I've got lost on the way, <laughs> <laughs> and I've missed the start. So, um, yeah, I'm forever living that down um, with certain friends, um, but I think. Um, yeah, th- th- I I kind of constantly surprise myself. I'm not sure what my biggest achievement is. Obviously, the marathon, probably. Um, um, but yeah, I, I always seem to surprise myself <laughs> in in what I can do. And um, uh, yeah, I, d- I think that's one of the things that I just really like about running is that. Uh, it really challenges you um and then as yeah you come out with 
great results and achievements. So what race did you turn up late for and get lost for? <laughs> Sorry, I've just got to ask that question. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so what was it? Uh, gravy pud, I think, I missed because I tried to um, run there and back to get it in, in as a sandwich in a long run. Uh, and then um, more recently it was the uh, hit the trail race. Uh, so I ought to know my way there, but I thought I'm pushing it because I'd waited for a rainstorm to pass. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll be all right. I, yeah, I'll get there in time. And I should have just gone the route that I expected, but I went a route that was what I thought was a shortcut, but then I, I couldn't find the path. Um, and there we go. I didn't quite get my race number in time. Mm. <laughs> so apart from running you've mentioned already that you do a little bit of cross training is it just um cycling and a little bit of swimming when you can get it in or do you do anything like yoga or any other strength and conditioning yeah i try and do a bit of yoga well, i'm with katie on the yoga i do Savasana's not for me lying down at the end like shall we do a bit core work now shall we no <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I I think I'm quite good I try and do strength and conditioning most mornings and I've kind of I used to go to the gym but I now do that at home just because it fits in better um and um but yeah, I've fallen behind a little bit on my cycling and swimming. Um, but Katie has has inspired me to try and do a bit more swimming. So I have I have got back in the pool once. I find that really helps um, regulate my breathing actually um, more than anything. Uh, and my legs always feel quite refreshed after I've had a swim actually. So yeah. So we've noticed on Strava that you do a lot of hilly races and you mentioned that before do you, do you just prefer the hills to the flats or is that just more for the scenery um i don't know i quite like the challenge of the cl of the climbing um and and of the and of the terrain more generally um but i guess i think really fortunate to kind of uh well to be here in Tameside we've got some good hills and some great views and I find you know, even if I'm not trying to get any elevation in some weeks I've run over 5,000 feet of climbing and that's just on the road not trying so uh, I think quite you sort of get quite a bit of uh, a bit of climbing in quite naturally around here um, so I, yeah it, it suits me and I, I kind of I enjoy it, I think. Cool. So we've got a couple of listener questions. The first one's from Matt Smith. Said, what's Laura's top tips for the Torah team side? Um, top tips? Uh, I think just go out and enjoy it. It's a really good experience. Um, and it's a fantastic reminder of the kind of landscape that we live in here in Tameside and I think it's yeah one of Greater Manchester's best assets Tameside so enjoy it and uh, and celebrate it and I think you'll have a fantastic time 
just because the support is, out on the courses is is really great. Team sides, Greater Manchester's best asset. They can stick that on their uh, slogan, can't they? Take that, Andy Burnham, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> so we've got a couple from Haley Simpson now. So um, she's asked, "What's Laura's favourite race?" Um, my favourite race, hands down, is uh, Kibby Coastal Marathon, which is um, a route round Hollyhead Island in um, North Wales. Uh, I've done it since uh, its inception. So that was in 2018. In fact, I think that was my first marathon. Um, and it's really, really hard <laughs> um, because you get to mile 20 and then all the climbing kicks in. So uh, it's pretty flat around the coast until then. Um, some some uh, little undulating bits, but then you climb up um, Hollyhead Mountain and back down again. And I think the descent actually is the worst part for me uh, because I'm so scared of falling down that I come down basically on my hands and knees um, and that's at about mile 20 so after you think your legs can't do anything else uh, they've got that to contend with um, but yeah it's I just I think it's a really great race and uh, so I, I try and do it every year brilliant so she also asked do you prefer road or cross-country uh, cross-country um, and while you mentioned cross country, I think you said at the start that I finished fourth. I, pro I just want to clarify that was just at Heaton Park, not overall. Because <laughs> um, I don't think I ran uh, enough races this this season. I could miss the first couple of races to actually be part of um, part of the whole uh, league. So. Um, yeah, but I did have quite a good run in the snow and rain at Heaton Park this year. That'll be my fault then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, quick quick fact check. I'm not trying to take take uh, credit was, for anything. <laughs> I thought I was getting fired then, but Sean. Um, so you've already mentioned about aims for this year, but um, that's what Haley asked. But is there anything beyond this year um, that you're planning in for next year as an aim? Well, one one year at a time. I mean, I'd I'd really like to run uh, a sub three marathon, um, but I think I think I've got a lot of work to do to get there. Um, so we'll just, we'll see. Um, I think m my aims are to just uh, try and keep on keep on running. Try and. Um, get a bit more consistency um on track uh and and with those kind of more intense sessions intervals um yeah i wish i if yeah maybe one of my aims should be to be as consistent as sean in my training because you're kind of pretty routine <laughs> i think that's all of ours to be honest <laughs> <laughs> No, that's it for, for my questions and for the listeners' questions. So just want to say thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's been a real good insight and good luck for um, Coniston and New York this year. Thanks very much. 
Yeah, good luck, Laura. Can't wait to hear all about New York, especially. <laughs> yeah, best of luck, Laura. Keep, keep it going. Yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. I, I definitely think you've got that um, sub sub three hour marathon. Uh, you're capable of that, and I think the sub one thirty is definitely on in the half, given your current marathon time. So, good luck with that, and just keep keep doing what you're doing because you can see the improvements in the numbers. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. Thank you to Bucket Zone for sponsoring this episode of the Local Runners Podcast. Don't forget that you can find hundreds of local and national athletic events to enter online at bucketzone.com and event organisers can list their races completely free of charge and benefit from exposure to over 200,000 UK athletes. Visit bucketzone.com to find out more. Bucketzone.com. List. Search. Enter events online. That's it for this episode. In our next episode, we'll be speaking to a coach at East Cheshire Harriers. He has PBs of 5K, 14.39, 10K, 31.05, half marathon, 71.10, and marathon, 246.35. During the 80s, he ran for Medway AC in Kent and Bath University, then on to Ilford AC in East London. We'll be speaking to Glenn Piper. To get those questions in for Glenn in the usual ways, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and email. And remember, when life gives you lemons, go for a run. Good night.